everyone. Welcome back to the Tabletop Tavern. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Jenny. I I, I am the, the Dungeon Master here at TTT. I will allow my wonderful players to introduce themselves, uh, beginning with the fantastic, the beautiful, the effervescent, the really ginger Victoria Shaz. Hi, everyone. My name is Victoria, and I play Leon the Bell. Hey, I'm Ryan, and I play Galen Wayfair. <laughs> Hi, I'm Doe or Doe Deer, and I play Gris Littlefoot. Hi, Ariadne and Kyle. Can you repeat that, Pippin? Sorry. Pippin? I play Ariadne and Kyle. Awesome. Um, and I'm Stacy, and I'm going to be playing B. Bothkin. And I'm Allie, and I will be playing Maxilla Osteoclast. All right, so for those of you who were not here uh, last episode, sorry, we're having a little bit of mic issues, so I'm just trying to fix that. Um, for those of you who weren't here last episode, a brief summary. Uh, after arriving in the town of Viri Valley to celebrate the Harvest Festival, our heroes, such as they are, uh, found themselves in the middle of quite an orc debacle when the hayride from the Harvest Festival went missing. After rescuing uh, Maxilla Osteoclast's family, more or less, from the confused grip of some young orcs, they all returned home to the Osteoclast farm to celebrate the rest of the Harvest Festival. <clears throat> the day following the orc debacle passes quickly. The townspeople, save those from the hayride, gather once more for the second day of the Harvest Festival. Merchants hawk their wares from the hand-painted stalls, calling out to passers-by creative, if not fanciful, descriptors of the quality of their mead and baked goods. Some of these merchants uh, try to stop and get some of the townspeople to try samples of their handiwork. Leon LaBelle is one of these people who is tempted by such wares, uh, though she seems a little distracted, promising many vendors that she will return the next day to finalize any purchases she's considering. Along the fringes of the cornfields, Ariadne spends much of the day working alongside Chet, helping them to rebuild the wagon lost in the night before, smiling at Travis, who brings them felled lumber from the nearby woods quietly, his face set in a frown. Maxilla's mother, Cordea, supervises the activity from her seat on the porch, her attempt to blend in away from the crowd offset by the elephant in the room, so to speak. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Galen and B wander the festival, occasionally slipping back to the house for an hour or so before reappearing, typically just as Leon reaches into her purse to purchase something. Gris, meanwhile, watches from a distance as Maxilla helps Stapes prepare for the next day's livestock competition. Malius and Incas also hover nearby, their eyes trained on their sisters, though Incas occasionally disappears, presumably to increase the stockpile of rotting squash she seems to think the halfling doesn't know about, though she absolutely does. The sun sets, and after a meal of both common and unique dishes Leon purchases under Gris's advisement, the party and their hosts head to bed. The previous day's drama, all but forgotten, still lying unspoken between them all. The next day, <clears throat> the sunrise throws beams of light through the windows of the rooms in the house. The party's host rise early, a consequence, you all think, of the lifestyle they lead. And though a thorough attempt at silence is clearly made, you can hear uh, 
who someone who seems to be Malleus, loudly shushing, probably Incus, through the floorboards, and Cordea's voice making an attempt at keeping the peace between the children. Uh, you're still awakened bright and early by this very rambunctious family. Uh, if I remember correctly, B and Galen are in one room, and Leon, Gris, and Ari are sharing the other room. Okay, so upon um, <laughs> upon hearing them through the floorboards, Leon just kind of sits up and looks to Gris and Ari. Doesn't even really like wait to see if they're awake, and is just like, things are so much quieter at the LaBelle Mansion. I really, it's lovely here, but my goodness, it's loud. And then she kind of like lays back down with her head on the pillow. Gris, Ari, kinda, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Gris kind of sits up at this exclamation and and just kind of looks around the room and and begins kind of untangling her braid and just is like, hmm, it's a little quieter here <laughs> than back home. Mm-hmm. Ari, uh, in their like like cross-legged position in trance, just like cartoonishly opens one eye to look at Leon. Uh, it's uh, not sleeping, obviously. Uh, and go like, yes, I imagine so. But you wouldn't believe what the initiates get up to. Chris kind of like raises an eyebrow and turns to Ariadne and says, "I'm ready to hear more. <laughs> Please tell me what they're up to." And she's she's at this point still like kind of combing her hair with her fingers and, and mm-hmm. working on her morning braid. Well, at that they like they like open both both their eyes and just chuckle and like start to stretch out um and they just go well i mean nothing as rambunctious as these uh folks but um (laughs) they have to learn balance somehow and most don't have it when they start Mm. that's a fair point leon kind of chuckles at this and stands up and uh kind of just starts to get ready for the day um, kind of doing the same as Gris, brushing her hair. And uh, she looks to Gris and Ari and says, so the other night was kind of weird, huh? Mm. With uh, Maxilla and Chen Steepies and uh, the whole orc debacle, you mean? Yes, yes, that is exactly what I mean. <laughs> Gris, Gris just oh, and here in. I thought you meant the pig wrestling. <laughs> that too. Looks at Ari and is like that as well. In but I do take your meaning. In comparison, the yeah. pig wrestling was a little more normal than everything we've learned. So, Gris, normal is subjective, Gris. <laughs> normal in my neck of the woods, Leon. <laughs> but I take your point. The thing is, yeah. until they kind of tell us more, I. I certainly don't have an answer for them. I know. About, are you talking specifically about the gods, Ariadne? Or well, just it does seem to be the, <laughs> the topic of the week, does well, it? there's the gods, and then she's like, and then there's Travis and Maxilla, and then there's these orcs versus those orcs. There's a lot of sub subcategories to break down here. <laughs> oh, well, I just took that to be... I think the gods is probably our biggest problem. Oh, you absolutely. see, yeah, that's fair. I just took that other stuff to be. People are hard. <laughs> Leon looks at Ari and says, 
That's exactly what it is. They are hard, but I sure wish it's I, difficult. Could, I could help out Travis and Maxilla in some way. Love to see the two of those expressing their emotions for each other. And she just kind of sly, slyly smiles as she kind of puts on her tunic and uh, swings her legs over the bed. Um, Leon, Leon puts her hand on Gris's shoulder and looks down at Gris and says, not all of us are open communicators. I just... <laughs> I'm aware of that. We've learned, we've talked through this before, but... <laughs> Ari just chuckles in that. <laughs> well, at least those three months didn't go all for naught. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, across Should the Should we hall... go and eat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, go for it. I was going to say, Leon's going to say... head down and eat. Yeah, Gris will um, follow suit and uh, is probably eager to help Stevie's and Maxilla this morning. B, across the hall, you wake up to the smell of baking bread, which basically sends you just sitting straight up in bed. Kaylin, good morning. Kaylin sort of like rubs his eyes and like stretches out his arms and looks up and sees B already like sitting up and goes, uh, Yeah, it smells like bread. I figured you'd be up. Good morning. And rubs his eyes more. The early bird uh, catches the worm. I gotta get that piece of that bread. It smells a little bit like Travis's bread, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he does. He does like his baking. Caitlin <laughs> sort of says this while he's like getting up and sits on the side of the bed and. You know, continues his morning stretches. He's like, "Do you want to? Do you want to run down and get some bread?" I want to get it where while it's still fresh, but I can wait. I I no, can wait. Go ahead. And B B says that as she's watching him stretch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable with the energy we've made in this room. <laughs> Galen sort of just smirks and laughs and goes, it's a little early for that. And he gets up and walks over to the windowsill, looks out the window and um, sort of just like looks back over his shoulder and goes, I'll meet you downstairs in a couple seconds. Go for it. Uh, B uh, kind of just takes that noddingly and... Um... Slips on the closest pair of pants she finds <laughs> and opens her the door. Uh, B. Do you have a D4? Yes. I do. Roll a D4. <laughs> hey. I got a three. They are not your pants, they're Galen's pants. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, you can still put them on. Tell you why you're rolling. Oh, no. <laughs> you're just like a little loose. I just thought you should know. <laughs> Is it sexy loose? Like like two thousands nineties? You know, with like in the straps on the hips. <laughs> What's your charisma modifier? Uh, would it be this one. Yeah. Plus four. Yeah, they're sexy. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay. She does mean Galen slept with these pants. <laughs> I'd like to imagine he brought more than one pair of pants, but we can roll another D4 if we want to. Oh God. Okay. 
Um. So Galen sort of just turns around and watches B leave out the door, just smiling to himself. Just <laughs> like, I'm not gonna tell her. It's gonna be funny. It's fine. Um, and sort of just stares out the window just a little bit longer, and then goes to, um, put on pants. I guess. <laughs> Galen, you get to put on your own pants. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've made an arbitrary decision. All right, so you've all headed downstairs. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So Leon, you arrive first, shortly followed by Gris and Ari. Um. B arrives just a few seconds after, wearing a <clears> pair <throat> of pants that are too long for her, which is a little weird. Um. But whatever. And Leon uh, definitely does like a. <laughs> and then a. Oh my god. And then just goes back to doing what she's doing. Awesome. Okay. So... Ari has a fleeting thought of concern of like, does B not have enough money for properly fitting pants? <laughs> okay. So you go downstairs. <laughs> um. You see Maxilla is seated at the dining table. Um, Stapes, Incas, and Malleus appear to have already left, presumably to go towards the barn where they've all been hanging out uh, for the last day. Um, Maxilla is, is sitting at the dining table. In front of her is a freshly baked loaf of bread that she kindly has not yet torn into, presumably waiting for her friends. Um, there are also several mugs of tea already placed on the table. Um, Travis appears to be busy in the kitchen and doesn't greet you when you come in. Hey, y'all, you're finally up. <laughs> Good morning. And Leon kind of sits down and like waits patiently for some bread. Gris kind mm-hmm. of scurries over to the table and like quickly uh, grabs a cup of tea and starts kind of throwing it back. <laughs> uh, just happy to have like a comforting drink. And she's like, <sighs> With a big exhale. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So um, it looks like, sorry. So Maxilla is preoccupied by the bread. <laughs> and uh, Gris was just taking a big old gulp of tea uh, before our audio issues and just super happy to have a comforting drink uh, before kind of like taking a deep breath and saying, <sighs> It's been a long couple of days. I think I needed that more than I thought I did. <laughs> and then she B- gives Maxilla a good morning. Sorry, no, you're good. Uh, B for immediately, even though she woke up very abruptly for that bread, immediately pretends she's tired and starts like rubbing her eyes. And she goes, oh, "Good morning, everybody." <laughs> And then can she looks over to the bed. Performance? <laughs> oh yeah, no, Everyone it's not subtle. <laughs> Everyone can see through this. <laughs> okay. And she immediately sees the bride and goes, oh, "For me? Well, that's for everyone. Uh, <laughs> me and me and Travis decided to crack open that book that Leon got it, got him, and we wanted to try one of the recipes. So, hope y'all enjoy. Oh, I think uh, it's almost done cooling. I'm so glad." <laughs> So Travis is very excited this. to try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on hands. I just Travis. had to help him find the ingredients. I'm not good in the kitchen at all. <laughs> Travis uh, reappears and takes the mug from you, Gris. Um, 
goes back into the kitchen, fills it with more hot water, and then brings it back to you and sets it down. Thanks, Travis. I was incredibly thirsty this morning. I'm excited to try your bread. And she kind of like looks over patiently waiting for us. Um. <laughs> okay, so the bread is sitting in front of Maxilla. Presumably mm-hmm. anyone could grab it if they wanted to. However, uh, as you all sort of examine the bread, Cordea enters through the back door in the kitchen and uh, arrives holding a sort of paper ball wrapped around something and says, now you can't rightly expect to eat bread without butter, can you? Chris raises an eyebrow and kind of turns to her and says, from your cows, I presume? Well, they ain't from the pigs, that's for sure. (laughs) Chris just kind of like cackles and is like, well, yeah, of course. And she's like, but did you make it yourself or is it from one of the vendors from the festival? Oh, I ain't never made no butter. That's Stapy's job. Gris, Gris smiles and she's like, she's so talented. <laughs> Just like, off, you know, kind of aside. Mm-hmm. They must have incredible upper arm strengths. Proud of her. Cordea flexes a little bit. She's like, what can I say? They get it from me. <laughs> Most certainly. And then Ari is just like, Probably lingers just a little bit too long on Cordea flexing <laughs> before turning back to the bread. <laughs> Gris kind of like has a moment and she turns to Cordea and she's like, you know, Stapies is quite quite talented in, in kind of herbal remedies and obviously on the farm. Do you know if she has much interest in like healing or, or learning some salves and things of that sort? She seems to have a, a natural ability. Cordea sort of looks thoughtful for a moment and then goes, well, I don't know. I suppose you could ask her. She does certainly like helping people, but she also likes animals a lot more than people. I will say, she is the sweetest orc child I ever met. And she looks like very proud. And then she looks at Maxilla and she's like, you're awful sweet too, honey bunch. <laughs> Maxilla kind of has the thing where it's like, like had like the pretend worry you know what i mean and then like it's like oh i know mama like <laughs> um, at seeing at seeing that though maxilla just uh um at see, it looks at mari looks at maxilla and just chuckles and goes like well we did hear that there are some rather interesting stories to be heard from your father eddie <laughs> <laughs> uh oh but, maxilla uh, doesn't have a father heads up maxilla has a uh, parent and a mother. Ah, yeah. correct. Parent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bob will get into all sorts of stories if if you get him talking. <laughs> but I was truly an angel. Don't let that fool you. <laughs> an angel, huh? With horns, as we're told. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think you made your ball rather proud the other day. This is true. And to be honest, I may have given you a little something something, but it wasn't something you didn't already have, Maxilla. Oh, well that just tangles my heart. Thank you, Gris. <laughs> Gris sips her tea like, I'm also a mom. <laughs> uh, Travis, who is standing next to Cordea, sort of crosses his arms and looks at the group and uh, says the first thing he said all morning. He looks at B, and he goes, Where's your thief? 
I'm I'm right here, Travis. <laughs> Galen <laughs> appears. <laughs> Can I help you with something, sir? Travis looks at you for a moment, uh, ignores you, and goes back into the kitchen. Okay, cool. And Galen sort of just walks over to the table. Leon so looks now at Marcilla and kind of points at Travis and says, is he like extra prickly this morning? The chance to talk to Travis since everything went down. I mean, we've had some... I... He, I keep trying to talk, but I think we're just not in the right time right now. Ever since everything going down with that wagon, I don't think Travis... I think Travis is just trying to think through a lot right now. He kind of uh, responds and kind of goes, since he told he, told you he loves you? I think it was more than that. <laughs> like, Maxwell's blushing, blushing. <laughs> Leon kind of looks at Maxilla and says... How do you feel about what happened the other night? As far as first interactions with orcs that ain't my family go, it could have been a lot worse. Fair. Well, Sass Travis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Travis was great. This was probably ranked second in meeting orcs outside. Leon kind of puts her hand up and is like, I get it. It's good. Good. It's fine. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I just, I don't know. It was a little, I guess I never really thought about trying to meet up with like orcs in a hostile context <laughs> in any way. And I'm glad I'm, I'm thankful that it didn't end up being hostile, but who that would have, that just could have been a whole lot worse. And I think that's how I feel about how that all went down. I'm just happy it didn't. But I don't know. I hadn't really thought about what it was like to what it would be like to meet people outside my family. I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, and you're right. It could have gone much worse. Chris kind of nods enthusiastically and and kind of looks to Maxilla, and she she's like, "I never really thought of the implications of leaving your clan behind until the other day, and got a little bit of that from Travis, and some of it from you as well." Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to hear how different uh, of a lifestyle it seems that, you know, those those young orcs are living and, and trying to, to to make you, you know, their their war wife and and all the stuff with the bees. And and it just seems like a lot. So you guys have been through a lot. Yeah. And I think a reason I hadn't thought about seeing other orcs outside my family or other half orcs I'd seen along the way is just because you're really like they stay in the mountains and they don't want to like once you're out there they don't want to see your face ever again you know and they make that pretty damn clear so I makes don't know. me worry about Nix who came to our to our village recently in Dreamers Grove I kind of just assumed you know she's just very independent but I imagine she's got more of a story than I, I probably know. I'd love to talk to her if you could tell me how to get, like, send a letter her way. I'd love to do that. I was kind of thinking about maybe sending her to pick up those pigs. I am a little, a little attached to them, and I thought she could maybe continue teaching Stapy some, some healing and some herbal remedies as well. So maybe I'll send her a letter and 
see if she can come this way. If you'll have her, of course. Of course. Send her our way. We're always always happy to have guests in the osteo class household. Yeah, I'd love for her to meet some some fellow half orcs and orcs who are living a different way of life, for sure. Mm. Lord knows we wouldn't notice another little orcling around here. And at this point, <laughs> uh Incus and Malius have sort of shoved their way into the kitchen around Cordea, who seems mildly annoyed by her children. She's like, <laughs> settle down, settle down. I'm gonna go outside, Maxilla. Keep them out of trouble just for a little bit, please. It's been two hours. Sun just I'll... rose, and I've been I've been awake with them for two hours. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Gris kind of shoots Cordea like a <laughs> an understanding, and like also like I got you, my friend. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> kind of look. Yeah, I just I just pipe up, just like I expect. Your days are longer than we know. <laughs> Leon like nods emphatically, like, yep. Couldn't even imagine it, honestly. <laughs> so Cordea uh, exits the kitchen, and Malius <laughs> takes in the entire scene at the table. She looks first at B and goes, "You know your pants don't fit." Galen just bursts out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks to Leon and goes, Lady LaBelle, her pants don't fit. <laughs> Leon Leon kind of leans over to Malleus and is like, Yeah, we all know we were kind of keeping it a secret from her. Why didn't you want your friend to know that her pants don't fit? I think she's wearing them as a style thing, Malleus. <laughs> and Leon kind of like side eyes B. <laughs> Malias uh, like oh. <laughs> crosses Be her arms and she goes, I think that's stupid. <laughs> I like well-fitting clothes better as well, Malias. Galen Be just looks at Malias. Go oh, go ahead. No, go uh, B just kind of like looks at her pants and looks up at uh, the group and kind of goes, I don't think they look half bad. I think I'm going to call them boyfriend cut. If you will. <laughs> Did B just invent boyfriend boyfriend <laughs> Oh my god. Galen just rolls okay. his eyes and goes to, and looks at Malleus and goes, What, didn't you ever play dress up when you were younger? It's fine. It's fine. I ain't never pretending nothing in my life. I'm more set on realistic goals. Ain't that right, Miss LaBelle? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leon smiles and goes, Yes, Malleus. I totally get it. <laughs> just happy that like Malleus likes her now <laughs> Incus meanwhile has grabbed the whole ball of butter that Cordea brought in and a large chunk of the bread and has just sort of like smashed it all together and is moving it towards his mouth well by all means stuff your hate face don't ask if our guests want any first <laughs> I just kind of stare like always, always down for some like fresh bread and butter and she's like Ingus, I'd really like some of that butter if you're willing to share. He <laughs> takes his finger and he's like just like slides off some of the butter and then holds it out to you. <laughs> Gris kind of like leans forward to Ingus and she goes, Ingus, seems a lot of gourds have gone missing recently. Maybe a little bit more butter would be a better trade. Ingus, uh. <laughs> 
goes a little pale and hands you the entire like bread butter ball he's made and he goes I'm right sorry Miss Littlefoot I'll uh I'll go ask Stapies if she got any more butter for me <laughs> and Green Gris kind of like raises her hand she's like that won't be necessary and cuts him off like a nice like pat a good size amount of butter and gives him back his bread and kind of like carves it off of the, the round ball he's attached it to and she's like and for you and then she starts like slicing out some some butter and uh, bread and handing it out to the rest of the party and she just kind of like winks at Incas like just letting you know <laughs> that I know <laughs> Incas uh, seems a little intimidated by you, takes his bread and goes to the kitchen and starts asking Travis a series of questions in the language from the other day, to which Travis responds with grunts. <laughs> Leon takes the bread and butter from Gris and just kind of starts eating and is like, oh my god. Can you tell me about the bread? The bread's great, but bread the butter's description. Butter's good too. You want a bread description? Oh yeah. yeah. I want a bread description. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, so this appears to be a bread that's meant for more savory meals. Um it is sort of just a classic sort of Brent French loaf, but there's all kind of herbs that have been sort of baked into it. Uh, also, as you bite into the butter, you realize that it is in fact a sort of compound butter. It's got some like garlic and onion flavors in it. And altogether it's just like very savory. Um it's still warm from the oven despite the sort of um, lackadaisical getting around to eating the bread. And it goes quite well with the tea, which seems to be some kind of lavender bergamot flavor. Mm. Gris is definitely dunking her bread in the tea, just as an <laughs> FYI. <laughs> That's what's happening in, on this side of the table. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ari goes ahead, like, once they've started to grab, they're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a piece. So they grab a piece and, and sort of enjoy it, but with very, like, Big bites and like long sips, not at all like dainty or like conscious of manners, basically. It's like mm, pretty good. Galen is sort of yeah. just subconsciously mimicking Gris and like just <laughs> dipping his bread in the tea and just enjoying himself. He's like, wow, Travis really spares no expense, does he? And it's just like, happy and then he saves a little bit of bread for um his his pig because he wants to feed his pig later <laughs> leon is just like this is divine <laughs> and she looks at maxella and is like this is very good bread and she kind of turns around and like calls to travis and is like the bread is great the bread it's so good travis i just want travis you to gives know you a thumbs up from the kitchen <laughs> and leon like thumbs up back he's like Gris kind of communication calls in after two, and she's like, "Travis, come eat some of your bread with us." Like, just trying to poke the beast a little. Travis, um, comes in, takes a little bit of bread, looks at Gris, and is like, "Thank you," and then eats the bread quietly, <laughs> still standing. Gris kind of just smiles at him and she's like, would you like a seat? I'm happy to uh, go help Stapies or something. Or go just stand in the corner. Let you enjoy your breakfast that you slave so hard over. He holds up a hand and shakes his head like, no need. And um, uh, calls back to Incas in the language again. Incas reappears um, and uh, looks at you and goes, can I have a little bit more bread, please, Miss, Miss Littlefoot? <laughs> 
Just, like smiles and like cuts him off like a a good a good decent like chunk of bread and slathers it up in butter for him and hands it over uh and says absolutely like i i would never keep you from your bread and butter i just think we should maybe share the wealth <laughs> as for travis Arya just like kind of looks them probably just still standing uh him just standing there eating his bread and just go well, at least now that he's learned it, I'm sure he can enjoy it whenever he wants in whatever setting he wants. Oh, yeah. Remember when you made that chicken? Was it a chicken that Travis made us last time? And she kind of turns to Leon, like, for Leon confirmation. Nonsense. And Chris is like, <laughs> it was a chicken. This bread and that chicken? I bet that would Imagine be divine. Combo, a sandwich. Ooh. Our sandwiches, yeah. I think. Can we, can we say just sandwich? What's that? If you guys can have boyfriend jeans, you can have hell yeah sandwiches. <laughs> okay, bless. No sandwiches. Okay, great. And she's like, yeah. And she like nods and was like, oh yeah, Travis, you gotta try it as a sandwich or sopping up the juice at the bottom of the pan. I bet it's really good. Yuna's like, oh okay, okay. Oh, um, Chris is like and then trying to get Travis to talk. <laughs> Please, Travis. Give me an iota. Leon, Leon kind of looks to the group and says, "So, what's everyone gonna do today? And then, what's the today's the last day of the festival, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is the final day. A lot of people are gonna try to be closing up shop. They're gonna. I, I mean, we're all going out with a big bang tonight. But uh, yeah, it's the last day to be doing anything. So, it's tonight. You're don't wait around." Is the Big Bang that you're mentioning on? Uh, the hoedown. <laughs> the hoedown. Okay. Uh, the bonfire. So we're gonna have a big bonfire out in the back, as you saw. We saw the pyres. Uh, and we're gonna do some good old line dancing that I promised I'd teach y'all. And then, uh, okay. there's also a couple of slower dances for the more intimate folk. Why would you put down your hose? Into isn't this a harvest festival? Uh, at this, Travis actually Leon starts talking, and he goes, "He goes, Ariadne hose for sewing. <laughs> you don't need them for harvesting. Put on your scythe, baby." <laughs> but and then he smiles at you a little bit, Ari. Mm-hmm. I just chuckle and smile back, and be like, "You have a point." <laughs> she taught me that. But yeah, I'm sorry I can't entertain y'all that much. I've been I planned on watching, hanging out with Stapies. We're doing our first, uh, well, she's doing her first livestock show today, and I'm going to help her out. But and Maxil turns to B, and she says, "Hopefully, I can get some time to hang out with you too before you skedaddle, and I don't see you for three more months." <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever know what you mean. <laughs> I write plenty of letters. Yeah, but I need quality time. (laughs) (laughs) Fair Um, enough. Leon kind of finishes her bread and she looks at Maxilla and says, are the stalls open already? Uh, It should be open sundown. Oh, never mind, sorry. They're Uh, They're not open yet? No, 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 they'll be open until sundown. Oh, okay. But Maxilla, uh, you actually can hear outside um, sort of people starting to arrive. A lot of hustle and bustle. 
Um, <laughs> you can also hear what you think is the sound of Ba trying to talk people onto the new and improved hayride. Ah, <laughs> All through the open window in the kitchen. Um, Leon says, okay, and she stands up. She goes, I did some shopping yesterday, but I didn't really do any shopping. And she kind of does like a hand motion. She's like, I was doing some window shopping, and I've decided what I want to purchase. So I am going to go in, buy some things, and uh, she kind of heads there are no windows. the markets. <laughs> Malius uh, grabs onto Leon's elbow and goes, "Miss LaBelle, can I um, can I come with you?" Oh no, you don't want to go Leon shopping with goes, her. I know exactly what I want. Yes, you do. Um, Leon looks at Malius and says, "I would love for you to join me." Thank and then you, she Ms. looks LaBelle. at Galen. <laughs> Malia's seeming to remember what her mother said, then turns to Maxwell and she goes, uh, Maxwell, can I, can I go with Miss LaBelle to go look at all the pretty things that they have in the stalls? Yeah, by all means, as long as Miss Leon lets you, uh, go ahead. Thank you, Max. And she, like, grabs Leon's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Leon goes with Malia's. Gaila just looks over to B and goes like, can you believe that there's two of them? <laughs> oh, I don't think either of them could ever be replicated. Mm. <laughs> They're their own brand for sure. For sure. B kind of just looks over to uh, Ari and Galen and kind of goes like, you know, Miss LaBelle isn't, uh, is quite a person to look up to. Yeah, and like she's so <laughs> she are you saying I'm a bad role model? <laughs> Galen says it sarcastically. B just kind of, uh, B just says, I'm just saying that Leon is a, I just respect her lifestyle and am quite envious of it. And I, I'm sure I can see why Malleus would like to hang out with her is all I'm saying. Pinkus, uh, around a loaf of bread goes, Shusaya that she, uh, uh, hang on. <sighs> she likes how shiny she is. <laughs> and Chris kind of laughs and so she's like, cute. the lady part aside, there's a lot to look up to when it comes to Leon. She's both strong-willed and pretty, has a pretty solid head on her shoulders. So there are worse people Malias could follow around. <laughs> Ari chuckle, chuckles again just like not obviously disagreeing but keeping up the joke and just go and again tall my neck hurts <laughs> she is tall Travis sort of crosses his arms and he's like she's not that tall yeah, kind of short to me <laughs> compared to you Travis <laughs> everyone's short to you Travis it's fine mm-hmm <laughs> mm. Chris trying to change the subject is like, Maxilla, when are you going to go help Steepies with uh, some of the animals? I'm happy to help out today if you guys will have me. Clean up uh, clean up here real quick, and then we're going to head out to the barn, uh, get those animals all gussied up, and then take them all over to the livestock show. It's in the morning. Uh, probably, probably should go about till noon. Yeah, so. I'm, I'd love to lend a hand. 
Gris is like, I'm also particularly great at uh, breeding manes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or, I would love to compare notes about Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, with this, B kind of pouts a little bit to Maxilla and kind of goes, But Maxilla... How will I ever judge those pies without you? <sighs> well, you can see if they'll let you in last minute, but there is also the pie eating contest later on that we could do oh if you wanted to try it out. I guess all areas need some critiquing. I'll take you up on that, Alher. <laughs> all right. But I think we'll try to get you in as a judge next year officially. I mean, I think you're way very qualified. <laughs> did you did you tell them um, about my posts? I don't think you had. I don't think your name had gotten around yet enough by the time we were trying to pick judges. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't enough just to say I had a friend. I didn't have enough. I'm, I didn't have enough people believe in me. I'm sorry. Did you show them my portraits? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh my god. <laughs> Sure, that always gets box, me in. Box a little at this, just like, oh, <laughs> okay. As that was said, Galen was like sipping on his tea, and as soon as he hears the word portraits, he kind of just like chokes on his tea a little bit. <laughs> B kind of leans on Galen a little bit this time, and she's just like, they, she didn't show them my portraits, darling. Oh, honey, what will I do? Oh, what There's a nothing travesty. Excellent rolls tra her eyes to the back of her head. <laughs> but in a very teasing, loving way. Chris is just, like, watching from across the table, like, what an interesting combination of humans. <laughs> and non-humans. <laughs> Mostly non-humans. <laughs> that was the human, humans. actually. <laughs> yeah, no humans. Say, isn't it all non-humans, technically? Yeah. Between Leon and Maxilla, you have one, no, and Galen, you have one and a half humans. one and a half humans when Leon is there. B <laughs> kind of actually, while she's leaning on Galen, kind of goes, oh, I guess everyone's busy. How will we keep ourselves entertained? Well, we could try and sell those boyfriend jeans. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Travis like sort of sm like snickers and he's like, you're just not very smart, my friend. <laughs> Dude, Galen, Galen sort of like puts his hand on his chest, like flatter, like, did, did Travis just call me friend? <laughs> Galen say so that? Saying it sarcastically, like, oh my god. <laughs> Travis glowers and then retreats back into the kitchen. Um... <laughs> Chris is like, you made him go back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Galen immediately just puts his head on the table and he's like he steps I... forward one step back <laughs> alright so uh, at this point the door swings open and Stapes enters the room Maxilla 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 we, we're gonna be late Maxilla all right, I'm I sorry, Stapes. I got I got lost track of time. Here, let me just put these plates in the sink, and then we can go. All right. Okay. Hi, Travis. 
Oh, and hi, my sweetest friends. <laughs> I stay peace. Gris, Gris gets up to like help Maxilla with the the dishes and stuff. Yeah, and, so does Ari. You're a little hard to see over the top of the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gris kind of lets out a, a laugh that's probably a little bit bigger than her size. And she goes, Stapies, I have a question for you. How would you feel about learning some more healing and uh, herbal remedies and things like that? The stuff with the herbs? I think I think it'd be nice because then I could I could learn how to take care of the animals when they're sick. Or injured. I don't want to have to. Uh, I don't like losing the animals, Miss Gris. Oh, I could. Gris is like, oh. <gasps> big sad face and kind of like reaches out to Stapy's arm and she's like, oh, I know, dear. And she's like, well, I was thinking about sending a letter to Nyx. I think I mentioned her to you. Um, she's the healer that I've been training back in Dreamer's Grove. Uh, yeah, she's, she's she's the one who's got the, the orc name. Yeah, orc name. she's a half work. So I thought it might be nice if she came and picked up the the pig that Leon wrangled and that I uh, maybe I'm going to take back home to Reese and uh, stayed a while and, and taught you some things. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Also, the pink lady's got a pig. I've been taking care of it, too. Oh, yes. Galen really loves that pig. <laughs> Galen's eyes just, like, light up. <laughs> I rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pipe up, like, having remembered that we are pig owners now, um, and uh, turn to Maxilla really quickly and, uh, and say, uh, speaking of, um, I, I, can, I, I can bequeath uh, my own pig back to you. I remember you said it was for the, fa for the families, um, and I really don't know what the, the temple would... Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it'd be very happy there. Ari, uh, Stapius turns to you real quickly and goes, I used to have a pig that slept in my bed like with me, like it was a little puppy. But then uh, Incas told mom, mom made me put it back in the barn. But I had it for like two or three months. Oh, Maxilla oh didn't God. tattle on me because she's cool. She is Damn cool. Right. <laughs> she is. I'm glad, I'm glad your pig got t two or three wonderful cozy months. <laughs> His name's Orgors, and, and sometimes I, I take naps out there still. Maxilla takes naps on cows. You ever heard about that? Travis, no. did you know that Maxilla takes naps on cows? She takes Maxilla, we're gonna be late. Why why you get me talking about cows? <laughs> right, let's get oh going. Stapies. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Stapies and Maxilla. Yeah, we head out to the barn. Alright, so you three are headed in the direction of the barn. Leon and Malius are looking at the stalls. The sleeves, Ari, Galen, and B still to determine what they're going to do with the rest of their day. Uh, B sighs deeply and kind of looks at the leftover piece of bread on Galen's plate. <laughs> and kind of looks to Galen again and kind of goes... We're gonna need to name him. I thought and of you're the going to name, and, and she him. also looks. She interrupts him, and she kind of goes, "And you're going to need to take him." I can do that. Ari just chuckles from like across the table and goes, "Wow, what an important milestone you two have reached." 
Travis snorts from in the kitchen, <laughs> but doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'll I'll leave you to make a very important decision. Uh, and I head into the kitchen. <laughs> um, and B cocks a little eyebrow and looks to Galen and says, "Well, go on. Grab his breakfast, I suppose." Galen grabs the bread and grabs B's hand and sort of just bursts out the door to find Stapies to figure out where this pig is at. Okay, so I have... Let me keep track of where everybody is. Actually, you guys did a pretty good job of splitting the party without going too far, and I do want to give you like a little bit of a... Just a little brief moment of <laughs> thank you. You did hey, a very good job. Um, a very sexy of me. <laughs> we're gonna start with uh, Ari. Okay. You're in the most localized area. Ari, you enter the kitchen, and uh, Travis has sort of started to wash the dishes, um, but seems to have foregone it in favor of staring intently at the book that Leon gave him. Okay. Um. Well, I see him. I I don't know that I notice that anything is like up. So first, I'll just go. Would you like some help? It's not as though I've got many places to be. No, this is uh routine. I like routines. Um, Fair enough. They're pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have no, you? Um. Sorry. Go on. No, it's okay. It's all right. I'm just uh, reading, if you can call it that. I'm reading. Is that the book Leon gave you? The one f- you made the bread from? Yeah, I I like the bread. Um, it's quite delicious. You should be proud. Thank you. I find cooking to be quite comforting. I find your cooking to be quite comforting. I'm sure something could be. Uh, left to be desired from mine if my party mates are any indication. Thought it's fine for like a decade on my own, so I don't know what they're complaining about. <laughs> he actually um, laughs a little bit at that and he's like, it's so strange how long your kind lives. I won't argue there, but it's strange to me too. <clears throat> so, uh, and he, like, looks at you, and he's like, I know it's early, but, uh, tavern usually opens around this time. Can I- I believe I owe you a drink or two. I do believe- I do believe you've said something of the sort, and, uh, if you know enough about me by now, you know I have no qualms about the schedule. Uh. I don't need to know you. I've been a bartender for long enough. There's a type. And he, like, sort of, like, gestures at you a little awkwardly. Mm-hmm. But clearly not with any ill will. No, yeah. I, uh, I just, like, ch- like I just give a, 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 a good laugh at that. Uh, and go, fair enough. I'm, I'm not gonna ask any more about what that says about me because it's probably true. Um, so, go, go for it. He nods and sort of, like, gestures at the table with his chin, presumably for you to sit. Cool. I uh I sit down and now that like um there's 
uh, some more space and the others aren't here. I just like completely lounge, just like, like I'm doing one leg on another chair. The gayest of sitting. I'm, I don't know <laughs> I'm going to explain it. <laughs> uh, he sort of finishes wiping down one of the mugs that, that he's drying and um, brings it over to you, sets it down and goes back to the kitchen, retrieving a clay pitcher, which he pours into the cup and he goes, <clears throat> I made that mean. Feel free to tell me if it's crap. Certainly will, but I really doubt it. Um, and I take a sip uh, uh, and promptly just like smack my lips and go, better than most. He nods and he goes, <clears throat> Do you mind if I do something wildly unprofessional? Never. Go for it. He goes in the kitchen, grabs himself a uh, mug of meat, and sits down across from you. Oh, thank goodness. Hate this. Hate, would hate for this to be too transactional. Well, you didn't pay, so normally that would get you. And he like, does like a little punching gesture. <laughs> Yes, I, uh, I do remember. Brings me not an insignificant amount of joy, that memory. Uh, he holds up a mug for you to click together. Meanwhile, outside, uh, Leon, you and Malius are wandering the stalls. They are colorful. They are filled with goods. Some of which you actually have never seen. It's a little unclear if it's just from sort of your fairly new introduction to travel or, uh, the uniquely agrarian setting in which you found yourself. Yeah. So I feel like there's a couple of stalls that um, Leon would be looking for. Um, I feel like she'd want to hit, if these exist, uh, probably like a stall for candles, a stall for there's soaps, stall. perfumes, yep. or books. There's definitely going to be a stall for candles and mm -hmm. soaps. The other two you may have to ask your companion about. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll, um, start at the candle stall, um, and, and Leon just kind of starts smelling the candles and, uh, looks to Malleus and says, do you like candles? Are you a fan? I, I love candles. Um, what's your favorite smell? She like looks very thoughtful and she goes, when I was little, um, when Maxilla was maybe 18, she had this herb garden that she and Bob planted, and uh, she grew all this lavender, and uh, I really liked the lavender, but the bees that were attracted to it kept stinging stapes, so Ma pulled it all up and moved Ugh. it inside, but um, then it died. Ma's not as good with plants as Ba is, but she's real strong. Everybody has their strengths. Um, and Leon kind of goes, lavender is one of my mother's favorite sem smells as well. Um, and then Leon looks to the shopkeep and says, do you have any lavender scented candles? The shopkeeper is a man. Uh, he looks to be human. Um, a little rough and tumble, but actually out of everybody you've seen so far, one of the better dressed, he has like a small pair of eyeglasses on and he goes, Lavender. Yes! Yeah. And he uh, reaches down under the counter and pulls up a box, opening it, and in which in it are um, several candles, 
you can see sort of uh, grains of lavender mixed into the wax. Um, Leon kind of holds her hand out and says, I smell it. Uh, he hands you one. Leon smells it and she kind of holds it down and over to Malleus. Malleus uh, takes it and sniffs it and goes, Miss LaBelle, that sound, that, that smells just like Maxilla's garden did. Are you going to get that for your mom? I'm going to get one for you and my mom. You can keep that one. And she looks at the shopkeep and says, I'll take that one and one more. The shopkeep hands you another one and goes, that'll be three copper. I don't know why he has an accent now, but he does. <laughs> it's very valid. Leon, <laughs> um, Leon kind of looks through her purse. And I want to say she learned from last time. Oh, yeah. She only brought gold last time. I feel like she understands now the concept of change. <laughs> and so <laughs> she pulls out five coppers and hands it to the, the gentleman. The man counts them and he goes, ma'am, this is... You can keep them, it's fine. Tr it, trust me, it's fine. It's, it's really fine. He pockets them and he goes, it was a pleasure doing business with you. You better come back to Viri Valley from whatever big city you from someday. <laughs> I will. I am friends with... The osteoclasts now, so you'll see me again. And if my mother likes your candles, you may very well get a letter for more. <laughs> just, just be prepared; it'll be a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Leon kind of asked, "Do you have a business card or something?" Like this is all very foreign to Leon. The man blinks at you, pulls out a like weird scrap of paper, and sort of scribbles his information on it and hands it to you. <laughs> Leon um, kind of puts it beside uh, the the candle and, and puts the candle in her bag. And she looks at Malleus and she says, Do you know of anyone who sells books here? Do people sell books at harvest festivals? Malleus looks thoughtful and she goes, I ain't never seen nobody selling books here, but uh, when I get bored, I steal books from Maxil's room. She reads a lot of romance novels, which you wouldn't pin down for her, but she does. <laughs> Leon chuckles and says, actually, I think I would. That doesn't surprise me. Believe it or not, a lot of people read romance books, Malleus. Um, and, Do you uh, read romance, uh, Miss LaBelle? Have you ever been to I, a ball? I have, actually. A lot of them. Like, a lot. Regularly. There's a lot of balls in, in the romance books that she reads. It's, um, it's like a common thing in Aelis. When you're a lady, or, or a lord, or a princess, or a prince, it's... Kind of like a harvest festival. It's a way to socialize and get to know other people in a very pretentious way. Um, Malleus gets sort of a far-off look in her eyes, and then she looks back and she goes, Ma sometimes says I'm pretentious. I have a question. Yes, I have an answer. 
You ain't never seen no warts at those balls before, have you? And Leon ponders and thinks. And she says, I haven't. I also haven't seen many elves. And I got to change that. So maybe I'll bring you to a ball someday. And then we can change that for orcs. Malia smiles super big and she goes, Oh, Miss LaBelle, you, you already gave me a candle. That That's more than enough. But if you ever do want to bring an orc, I, you should invite me over Incas. He's poorly behaved. Oh, I would definitely invite you over Incas. You can come visit me in Alis whenever I'm in Alis. I would like that very much, Miss LaBelle. Um, <laughs> I think you'd like it. I think I would too. I like fancy things. <laughs> I like things that are pretentious. And and Leon kind of like sits up and like flicks her hair and goes, "We have that in common." Um and then kind of starts to walk over to like a another like stand, like a soap stand or something so that they can walk and talk at the same time. So as Leon and Malius talk, uh meanwhile at the barn, <laughs> Hi everyone, Victoria here. I play Leon LaBelle. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Tabletop Tavern and to quickly remind you of a few things. You can find us on our Twitter at twitter.com slash tabletop tavern underscore. And we also live stream this podcast every single Thursday at 6 p.m. MST, 8 p.m. EST over on twitch.tv slash the tabletop tavern underscore. We would love to see you there. We are so, so happy and excited that you're listening to this episode of the podcast but if you ever want to watch us live we are live every single thursday we would like to remind everyone that if you tweet at us and use the hashtag the tabletop tavern hashtag on twitter with your theories your fan art or just your recommendations or you know compliments you have the opportunity and chance to be named after an npc so if you use the hashtag the tabletop tavern hashtag on twitter and you at us we may name you after an npc at some point we need to name npcs they need to have names and we would love for you all to be named after npcs for talking about our show and for spreading the word so thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode Maxilla and Gris, um, you approach Stapes. Um, Maxilla, you sort of hop the fence to uh, the the gated enclosure outside of the barn, where um, Stapes is very gently brushing a sheep, lovingly, tenderly. She seems to be whispering to the sheep, saying something sweet. Um, Gris, you notice about 50 feet away, Cordea is watching her um, with her arms crossed with a little bit of a worried expression on her face. Maxilla, though, you approach your sister just very excited to share this experience with her. Uh, Chris? Yeah, Chris, go ahead. Go first. Oh, 
I was going to say, Gris is probably going to walk over to Cordea um, and kind of see if she can chat with her a little bit. Um, so she kind of walks over and says, You seem rather unsure today. Everything okay, Cordea? Cordea um, looks down at you and goes, Well, you're Maddie sweet to ask. I'm, uh, I'm okay. It's, uh, it's hard enough for the kids. To be, uh, to be one of us without everything that happened last night. And honestly, I'm, I'm a little worried about Stapies. Chet, Chet, they, they're strong. You know, they, they weren't, they weren't ever afraid of me. So I'm, I'm sure they, they weren't afraid there. But, um, Stapies is, none, none of my, none of my children are, are fragile. But, but if there was, it would be. It would it would be Stapies. Chris kind of looks over at Stapies as she she kind of brushes the sheep and turns to Cordea and says, "There's a lot to be learned from animals, though. I know sometimes." And Chris kind of just chuckles and she's like, "Gosh, even when I was younger, I spent a good bit of time around animals and in the woods and uh, things like that. And I'm sure people thought maybe I was soft too." But I think she'll learn to be stronger than you think. She seems to have a real penchant for learning and exploring. Oh, she she is smart. I'll I'll give her that. She reads so quickly. We we run out of things to give her, but and she sort of like sighs for a minute and she goes The animals are nice. I think that she and Maxilla are, are a lot alike in, in that way. Um it's hard to uh, be young and have the, the anger and rage and grumption inside of you. And I, I always thought that maybe uh, maybe the animals are what made those two so sweet and gentle. Although, I'm sure you've seen Maxilla <laughs> swing the hammer around. She's, she's like me in that way. There's a nice duality to Maxilla. She's sweet and gentle, but also can hold her own. Hopefully, Stapies um, will grow up to be the same. Well, if uh, if Grumsh stays quiet, I'm not too worried about Stapies at all. Yeah, you mentioned Grumsh. How much, how quiet has that god been lately? Oh, I I can't hear him at all. So I'd imagine that they can't either. Uh, hmm. And how long? I know you you seem awful concerned, but it's it's been nice for us. Ah. Uh, few weeks really not not long at all um but the moment it stopped it was hard not to notice well it just seems like it's not just grumpsh it seems like you know i know you guys talked about shanti and i know anara and sylvanas and it's been a little quiet too well you know uh the relationship with gods for orcs has always been a little a little hard uh miss i wanted to say your name was gris i'm sorry <laughs> if i got that wrong <laughs> gris kind of chuckles and and places uh, a hand on her arm and says yes it's gris of course Gordia. no worries and she just kind of says yeah hmm. hearing grumpsh normally I know I don't know a lot about that god, I have to be honest. Seems like not pleasant. 
you said you were actually kind of grateful to not hear anymore, but you're worried about Stapy's safety. Well, see, the thing about orcs is we hear grumps all the time, and we're taught that the way to get grumps to be quiet, to appease him, is to uh, follow his will. So we do a lot of killing, really. And um, <clears throat> without killing, we sort of we lose who we are because the voice never gets any quieter. And um, I've learned, I've been taught, Chet taught me, there's other ways to appease Grumsh that love works just as good as hatred, but um, the kids have always been pretty good at that. I mean, Incas is, he's troublesome, but <laughs> they've never been maybe it's the human, it waters it down. They've, they've never had the same sort of intensity to it. Gris, are you married? Gris beams. I am. Happily so. Why do you ask? I just, you asked me about Grumps and it got me thinking about how nice it is to be married. That That's all. It's fine. I'm just... Gris kind of nods and she's like, you didn't have to fight Grumps alone. You had Chet and they helped you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess. I just, I met Chet when I was young, and I was lost, and I didn't really feel like I knew who I was anymore, and they, um, they found me broken, and they loved every broken piece of me, even the pieces they had to help me find, and, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Shanti, and she, uh, they, they, they showed me her, and it was nice to know that there was a god who, um, who gives life instead of taking it away? And that that was nice. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'm upset. I guess for me, Shanti is, and she like sort of like looks at Maxilla and Stapes, who are both brushing the sheep and sort of whispering to each other. And she goes, "You know, Miss Gris, it's it's easy for Orc to believe in gods because we carry ours with us wherever we go. He never shuts the hell up." But it's it's a lot harder for us to believe in, in love, Miss Chris. Um, and, and to believe that, that we won't be forsaken. Either by our gods or by the people we love. So I guess when I heard that your gods weren't talking to you, it's not that it's not that odd for me, Miss Chris. Chris kinda nods and and looks down for a second kind of thoughtful and she extends a hand to Cordea and just kind of says well I'm glad you found Shantae and if the gods aren't talking there's definitely something going on and Gris kind of just clears her throat for a second and she's like but lean on the people who love you on Chet, Stapes, Ancus Maxilla Oh, your whole osteoclast family. <laughs> and she's like, maybe we can find a way to figure out what's going on and bring us all some peace. She, short, she sort of laughs at that for a moment. She goes, oh, 
sorry. Uh, Miss Gris, I just think you should know orcs. We ain't big on idioms. So, uh, I just thought you should know that, uh, one time when I was pregnant with the triplets, they're huge, you can see them, uh, I literally did lean on Chet and, uh, they fell right over and bro- broke their arm. <laughs> Chris crackles and she's like, okay, fair, uh, I am quite smaller than Chet, so maybe lean on me very metaphorically and everyone else very metaphorically. <laughs> And she just kind of laughs and, like, shakes her head, like, not sure how else to, like, clarify that, but loving the, like, bluntness of Cordea. (laughs) Of course I will. Uh, I got a quick question, Miss Gris, and she, like, points beyond you to, uh, (laughs) Maxil and Stapes, who are brushing this sheep still. They seem to be having a very in-depth conversation. Um, and she goes... You ever notice that, that that pink one's almost the same color as the pigs they were wrestling? And you notice that B is attempting to scale the enclosure as Galen watches from behind her. It's <laughs> just like chuckles and she's like, oh no, what is she doing? And kind of walks over to go see what's happening. <laughs> Do you want help, B? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Are, aren't you? Which one's? Which one's yours? The cute one, obviously. <laughs> so me. I know that. And which other one? You're not other a pig. one. <laughs> Gris, Gris kind of walks up at this moment and like crosses her arm and she likes takes a minute and she she's kind of like in her head but she's actually like casting animal friendship and and listening to the pigs and she. Points over kind of into the corner of the, the enclosement. She's like, that one's yours. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stapy is at this point has sort of looked up and noticed all of you. And she leans over to Maxilla and she goes, Maxilla, uh, Maxilla, uh, your friend's going to fall off of that fence. Oh, well, I wouldn't worry about B. She's pretty acrobatic. She knows how to land on her feet. <laughs> like a cat? Like a cat. <laughs> Your friends are weird, Maxillus. I know. You don't, <laughs> hey, Stapies, you don't pick your friends in life. They just come. <laughs> I'd like to make some friends someday, Maxilla. Yeah, I know. Sorry, we don't have any. I, the biggest problem with this town is that we're the only kids, and you don't know. They finally started talking to us recently, but. I'm sure we'll get some friends too, Sapies. You're, uh, you'll you'll get some friends too, Sapies. You're sweet as you're sweet as can be. The other kids are mean to me. Yeah, I know. Congrats. But you're my friend. Well, say names. I'll rough them up. <laughs> Congrats. Okay, Inkis um, cut oh. off one of their hairs. A single hair? No, one of their <laughs> all, all their hair. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he did that to someone that's mean to you, but that's not a great way to set a good impression for friends. Um, meanwhile, uh, B is kind of telling Galen, she's like, promise it won't bite. Maxilla! Maxilla! It won't bite me! <laughs> no, B, it's a pig. It ain't gonna bite you. Gris, but what if uh... I look scrumptious? <laughs> I mean, you always do, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Stavis, uh, do you, oh, let me go 
help her real quick, <laughs> I guess. Or I guess, I mean, she our the sh- sheep here is looking pretty gussied up. If you don't, uh, you can put on the finishing touches. I'll help her out real quick. While Maxilla goes to help B, can can Gris walk over to Stapies? Yes, absolutely, you can. We high five um, as we pass each other. <laughs> we probably miss, honestly, because you're so tall and I'm so small. <laughs> it's, it's a low five, a low five. And Chris is like extended, fully extended arm. <laughs> it's a high five and a low five at the same time. It's a high low, if you will. The high Stapies low. watches you two high five, and as you approach, she goes, You're not weird. Miss Grace. <laughs> I said I said her friends were weird, I meant the one with the with the pants and the other one. <laughs> Chris is just like, oh Stapies. I think we're all a little weird. Especially together. None of us make any sense. <laughs> and she's like, that's kind of the beauty of it. But how can I help you? What do you need help with? Let's get you all ready for this uh wonderful uh, showing of your animals. I mean, I, I think they're ready. Um, usually I help Maxilla get them ready and she shows them. I'm just I'm a little nervous and I... Nervous? I miss... I miss... I miss Beans. Beans? Beans was the horse. Oh, oh Stapies. I mean, it's it's okay. We've had wolves eat eat them before, and um, I mean, they eat them once, and then Maxilla came out here with the hammer and scared them out the next couple nights. But I just um, my ma doesn't eat horses. Well, I, go ahead. I I never seen Travis eat a horse. Oh my god, do you think um? You don't think Travis eats horses, do you? <laughs> of course not, Stapies. Have you seen what he cooks? There's no way that man's touching horse with a ten-foot pole. Well, that's good. He's As... handsome, right? I think he's handsome. I think he's very handsome. And I think he has quite the thing for your sister, Maxilla. Yeah, well, everybody does. Everybody likes Maxilla. She's easy to talk to. Well, you're easy to talk to, too, Stapies. I've gotten to know you really well since being here. And I've enjoyed it. That's because you're nice to me. Nobody's ever nice to me. Max still is nice to me. And Ma. And Maylis and Inkis when they feel like it. And the sheep. <laughs> well, meanwhile, the pig is now snuffling around B as she sort of like <laughs> half hangs off of the fence and sees Galen and oinks at him. <laughs> oh! oh my god. My sweet child. <laughs> Look at him be. Isn't he adorable? Yes, your sweet child. <laughs> I see the re- result. Resel- resemblance. <laughs> B is overcome with laughter as she sort of slips off of the fence and uh B, roll an acrobatics check. Uh oh. Ooh, 23. Oh my god. B, you... you, The slip off the fence isn't graceful, but you managed to land in, like, a perfect gymnast finish. 
And Maxilla turns over and yells across like the, the, the pasture and she's like, see, I told you, she lands on her feet. <laughs> to Stapies. Stapies is like, Miss Gris, your friends are weird. Very, very weird, Stapies. <laughs> Oh. Galen's just like I'm glad you got over the fence okay but he's fawning over this small pig <laughs> kind of says well you gotta feed him you gotta show me what you're going to take care of him that's why we're here right and G Galen pulls out the bread that he saved from earlier and sort of just hand feeds it to the pig the pig um, eats it oh my god he's so cute <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Gail is just loving this so much and he goes he uh, he reaches out to pet the pig gently and uh, just says out loud without even thinking I'm gonna call you Wrath oh my god <laughs> Oh, he likes it. <laughs> the pig at this point uh, gives you like a little lick and then turns his attention back to B. Well. And if you raise him right, that's good eating. <laughs> Maxilla. <I like> Max <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help but rib you. I know you're going to raise it as a pet. <laughs> but wow, what a waste. <laughs> Oh, this pig will be a valuable asset. It won't just be a pet. B just takes a deep sigh and looks at Galen and looks back at the pig and looks at Maxilla. <laughs> I'm sorry I introduced him to pig wrestling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> As you debate the future of this pig, inside, Travis and um, Ari have now clinked to him, punching Galen in the face. Happily. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> so. So. I don't have a lot of friends. I mean, I have friends. I have Maxilla and a, a kid who works for me and um, B's an acquaintance, friend of Maxilla's. Um, can I ask you a question? By all means. He like holds up a finger and he goes finish your drink. I probably chug whatever's, whatever's left. He pours you both another drink and he goes, <clears throat> So, uh, <clears throat> Elves, your type live incredibly long lives. That right? we do. And I'm guessing, because you don't look like you're about 16, you've lived three or four orc lifetimes by now. 
I have to admit, I, I don't know much about Orc Lifetimes, but, but that does seem accurate. So, um... And he, like, he takes, Are like, a space big... Softened, yeah. Softened spin. at how hard it seems to be for him to start this. <laughs> he goes, <clears throat> have you, um... You ever been in love with someone? Uh, deep breath, and then like holds up like a give me a sec finger and takes a long swig and then like puts it down and just like all right like gets ready just like pre prepares um and goes yes deeply how'd that um go i'm sorry to say that it did not have a happy ending travis why do you ask? I, um... I was gonna ask you for advice, but now I feel like maybe I owe you an another drink. Um... I mean, I'll always accept, but by all means, what... What I can tell you is that I may not give the best advice, but I'll do what I can. We were very much in love, even engaged in the way we get engaged um so is this about what maxilla may or may not have said the other night uh i mean my timing isn't great it's never been great but um orcs aren't really taught to love so i don't know when's the right time to tell someone and now i'm a little worried I've messed it up and I told her at a time when we were both dealing with and he like sort of like gestured he's like orc things and uh, yeah Ari starts nodding along like like yes yes it's it's okay like just, it's okay to try and find the words um and, and it just takes another swig and like motions for him to do the same to like get him a little more relaxed <laughs> <clears throat> I just Orcs, we have this god that lives in us, and when you're raised by orcs, not like Cordea, but um, I don't want to say real orc, she's a real orc, but the in the clan you're taught that love is a weakness. And um, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I think I just... That's perfectly fair. I mean, I can't speak to my character but but i hope you know that I, I i i care and think of you fondly so i'm gonna tr tr try and do my best here um if you'll be patient with me as well um i can't speak to what i'm sure is a very difficult upbringing for lack of a better word um and while i was never taught that love was wrong uh i was taught that our love was wrong um which is why it ended so tragically so as for timing all i can really tell you is the sooner the better because you deserve every second of time you can get travis nods he goes 
You know why I like you, Ariadne? No, I do not. <laughs> and I you take seem... another swig and chuckle. <clears throat> you seem like someone who has a lot in common with me. I think we both understand that it's easier to care for someone with 18 inches of bar top between you. And, uh... Something about you seems like you're looking for redemption. You don't oh. drink that much unless you're looking to redeem yourself. Well, uh, nobody's ever put it in quite so many words, my conversational friend, but you're not wrong. And Ari, like, gives a slight smile, um, and goes, There are a lot of feelings I wanted to get away from. Uh, and when I joined Temple, the idea was to teach me that, to no avail. So believe me when I say, I appreciate your ale. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> he, he, like, nods appreciatively at the, at, the na at the rhyme, and he goes, <clears throat> So, Temple, you're familiar with gods, right? Yes, I, I'll admit I didn't pay as much attention as I should have, but, uh... I know quite a bit, or at least I listen to my friends' rants quite a bit. Um, which is why I, I, I'd love to help how I can. Uh, as I explained, like it, it seems it's not just your gods, but all of them that have grown quiet. So whatever this is, it's, it's... I wouldn't want any of you to feel alone or like it's your fault, because there's obviously something bigger at play. Ari, it's my personal belief that there are some gods that is better to have abandon us, but um, I just I think it's interesting. You don't strike me like a believer. That's fair. Um, and you're right. I, I, I can't speak to how the gods are deserving of our attention or not. Um, and I wouldn't say I have faith. I just can't ignore them <laughs> as easily as I once did. Uh, and whether it's their influence or not, um, it's pretty nice to believe that someone's looking out for you somewhere. Even if that someone is just someone like a cleric or paladin looking out for you. He nods thoughtfully and he goes, I don't think, uh, Anyone can count on the gods to look out for them, Ariadne. I think, if you're lucky, the best you can count on them for is to abandon you when it matters least. And he, like, sips, sips the rest of his mead, and then he sort of looks up at you, his, his hands clasped on the table, and he's like, You gave me some good advice, and so I'm going to give you two pieces of it. The first... He, like, looks at you with a look that's all too familiar from other bartenders, and he goes, You really shouldn't start drinking this early in the morning, even if it's with friends. He laughs out loud at that and goes, Fair enough. Continue. And, um, you know, Ariadne, just because you don't believe in something doesn't make it any less real. 
That goes for the gods. For your redemption. And, and he sort of like looks at you for a moment and goes, Falling in love more than once a lifetime. Marty takes just a very deep breath of that and uh, takes like a long gulp of, of, of what's left of their ale and just goes, <clears throat> well, yeah, I'd, I'd want to have better words, but uh, thank you will have to do since you remind me a lot of someone uh, as well. And all I would extend is, I think you're right. And what she would add is, it's not always about the faith, it's about the practice of it. So maybe it is good, good that he abandoned you, uh, and it'll bring you peace, but hopefully that can stay no matter what happens. He nods thoughtfully and looks like he's going to say something, but as he opens his mouth, the door slams open and Incus enters the room dramatically. Mm -hmm. Welcome! Ari! I have to say, Maxil is distracted, and if we are going to put you in that in that squash toss, it's gotta be now. Oh, hey, Travis, you wanna help me put them in the in the squash toss? <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, Malius and Leon, uh, Leon, Malius has taken you to the soap stand. You've managed to purchase some very nice soaps, and you are now standing, um, sort of facing the back door of the farmhouse, looking around at all the other stalls, when Malius looks to you and goes, Miss 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 LaBelle, Lady LaBelle, Lady LaBelle. That's a nice. That's got a nice ring to it. What do you think of Lady Malleus? I think that sounds nice. Lady Osteoclast. I love it. I think it sounds great. I think you should start getting your family to call you that. I think I will. I mean, Ink has just stormed in the house. We could wait for him to come out, and I could see how he likes it. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um. <laughs> and Leon kind of chuckles and uh, and says, so what got you into fancy stuff over your family? Well, Miss LaBelle, we, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we don't look like a lot of people around here. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been a little hard to make friends. Maxilla gets to leave because she's strong and old. But, uh, me and, uh, Incus and Stapes, we kind of have to stay here, and, uh, we don't have very many friends, and I, I love them. Stapes is nice, and Incus is interesting, but there's not much to do here except for think, and so I like to read. I like reading. Ba taught us to read, and, um, I like to read about high society, and... There's never any orcs, but I always imagine that if Ma was a human, I'd be real pretty, just like you. Leon, that, like, kind of breaks Leon's heart, because she gets it. Because um, obviously Leon was raised in Aelis, which is the human capital, um, and her mother is a human noble. So growing up, she was pretty much, like, one of the only elves, and, and so she was a little bit um, of an outcast. So So this, like, like Leon really has to like try to stop to like not get choked up here. And uh uh Leon looks at Malleus and says, you know, 
in Alice, I, I was one of the only people with pointy ears. And that made some people think that I was less beautiful. But I know that I'm beautiful. And I know that you are very beautiful. You and you don't have to beautiful? worry. I think you're so beautiful, Malias. Mama Axel always tells me I'm pretty, but I think that's because I look like her and she's self-centered. But it means a lot coming from you because you're pretty. <laughs> I mean it. I mean it. And I also mean it. We're going to we're going to get you to a ball. We're going to come to Alice and you know what? We're going to show high society that there's a space for everyone. I guess I just thank you, Miss LaBelle. I'd like I'd like that. I'm just a little worried they make don't make dresses for girls as tall as me. I ain't never seen Maxil in a dress, now that I think about it. If she gets married to Travis, is she gonna wear overalls? I know a very good tailor who can definitely make a dress for someone as tall as you, and who can definitely make a dress for someone as tall as Maxilla. So no, there will be no overalls at a wedding. <laughs> I'll make sure she invites you because I bet she tries to wear overalls and that, that just won't fly. Yes, you have to let me stop it. <laughs> <laughs> she like she she like nods to you enthusiastically, and she yells across the um the space between y'all and the house. And uh, as Inkis leads Ariadne and Travis, who sort of is several feet behind them, um, out of the door. Meanwhile, over by the barn, um, Maxilla and Stapes have sort of wrangled together a large herd of sheep, quite a few pigs, a couple of cows, which. Just looking at Maxilla seemed to get a little bit sleepy as if they're thinking about nap time. Um, meanwhile, Galen and B. Galen is cradling the pig, looking at, at it lovingly. B is looking at it with a strange mister, mixture of maybe envy. Maybe she wants to be the one being cradled. And uh, a little bit of love, though it's hard to see if, if you don't know B that well. Um, Gris, you are watching Stapes and Maxilla, and Stapes approaches you for a minute and goes, Miss Gris. Yeah. Thank you for the nice things you said about beans. Stapes, you'll have many animals come to your life, and they're all going to be worth it. But it hurts when they go. But you will also have friends who enter your life. And I hope all Nyx is here. You two get along well. She's not that much older than you. You think we'll be friends? Yeah, I think you will be. You guys have a lot in common. Maxilla, 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 come over here. Maxilla, Maxilla. Maxilla trots over. <laughs> <laughs> Maxilla, Miss Grace says that she's going to send a, a friend to have a visit. Well, ain't that exciting. I'm sure we'll... <laughs> We'll give her a big old warm welcome, won't we, Stapies? Yeah, she also agrees and says that Travis is very handsome. Very handsome. <laughs> and Chris, like, winks at Maxilla. And she's like, but when Nyx is here, y'all put her to work. She can take care of animals. She can heal. She can do poultices. Send her into the village. Try to get her to help you however you need, okay? They don't like All right, orcs. I'm sure we can learn from each other. <laughs> Sorry, Stapies. They don't like orcs. Well, they're mean to our mama, and they're mean to us. 
well, Nick's won't be mean to you. And hopefully maybe you guys can all kind of group together and the village will start to see that you guys are as great as we all see you. That's true. I, I bet they do. Because we're, I mean, Maxilla says we're pretty great. Maxilla's pretty smart. Maxilla, I have a question. Uh, yes? <laughs> Did they know that pigs don't like to be held that way? <laughs> I think the pig's about to teach them that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> Galen, you are cradling the pig. B is standing next to you. Galen puts the pig down. That was a very aggressive <laughs> snort. <laughs> Wrath sits down on B's foot. B tries to push Wrath off of her foot very gently by kind of like with her hand. But not also trying not to touch Wrath. Wrath licks her hand before she can move it away. Oh. Next, wait, no, I'm over with Davies. Never mind. You can you can see them. You can in fact see them. Gris, you're able to see this. How far away am I? Do I have to shout this? <laughs> you're about twenty feet away. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll loudly speak, but leave like, oh, he likes you. <laughs> Gris kind of nods enthusiastically. You know, sitting on someone, an animal sitting on your foot usually means that they've claimed you. Hate to break it to you, B. <laughs> Maybe. Miss Gris, oh, I have a question. Yeah. How did Maxilla and, and Miss B both get real handsome suitors? Where are they finding them? All the boys here look like they got shit on by pig. They got pooped on by pig. Don't tell Maxilla. I use that word, please. I won't, I won't tell Maxilla. I won't tell her. <laughs> well, Stapies. After you learn a little bit more and you get a little stronger, maybe you'll have to go on an adventure to find someone who's who's handsome and worthy of your time. Maxilla found hers in a bar. <sighs> Sometimes you find them in a bar, sometimes you find them in other unsavory places, but you know, if it works, it works. She's just like, She oh, nods. <laughs> B, meanwhile, this pig is sitting on you, giving you gentle kisses. Oh. <laughs> Seeing B, like, clearly in distress, <laughs> Galen just scoops B up and starts cradling her instead. Pushes Galen off. This is a lot of stimulation for B in one moment. <laughs> once she just looks both at Galen and both at Wrath and just says you're both cute you can keep him Galen sort and of that's does all like a, yeah, Galen sort of does like a like a high school musical esque like yeah like jump up <laughs> oh, in the what? air what? he's just so excited and he he goes trust me you're gonna love him it'll be fine I mean, Gris said that he already likes you. He does. It's very, I was like, I don't even have to talk to him to tell you that. <laughs> Ma thinks it's because they're the same color. <laughs> very smart. <laughs> Could have something to do with that. And then Gris is like, oh, B, you're Wrath's mother. You're a mother. B, how does it feel? <laughs> and B kind of looks up to her god. 
a moment. <laughs> and she looks back down at Wrath, and she kind of just goes, I'm not your mama. <laughs> and as she kind of tries to quickly walk away, closer to Gris, hoping that the pig will stay put near Galen. The pig follows you. Can't leave motherhood that easily, B. <laughs> you'll you'll get attached. Don't you worry. And if you need help, give give send me a letter. Or if we're hard to reach, send Reese a letter. He's great with. Meanwhile, <laughs> across the harvest festival, uh, <laughs> you approach what looks like a large slingshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malius is cradling a huge collection of rotting soft gourds. Um. Leon, Malius has sort of dragged you uh, the entire time complaining about how it smells so bad, he's so immature, etc, etc. And then looks at you and goes, I have to go get Maxilla. I I have to. Maxilla! And she like takes off sprinting across the the entire Harvest Festival, (laughs) arriving in front of the collection of people who are now standing with Stapes and the pig. Maxilla! Max, hang on. Oh, why am I so out of breath? I run around the farm all the time. Maxilla, I think Incas is gonna is gonna put your pointy-eared friend, n- not Lady LaBelle, the other one, <laughs> in the gourd launcher. Oh, hell. Uh, Maxilla kind of freaks out, though, because, like, the livestock festival is about to happen and she doesn't know if she has enough time to do all this. So she turns to Stapes and she's like, listen, you got this. I will see you at, I'll be in the crowd at the Livestock Festival. I know you got it from here, Stapes. You can, you're going to show off that sheep and just show off how good you take care of these animals. All right. But I got to stop your brother from killing one of my friends. <laughs> and Michael He's- starts running uh, and just like, let's tap Stapes one more time. So like, but you got this, and I will be cheering you on in the crowd. I promise. And then she. While this uh, is. Hold on. <laughs> you finish. Well, I'm I trying to Malius. <laughs> I'm waiting. Malius is like, he's your brother, too. <laughs> and then takes off sprinting with you towards the gourd launcher. Sorry, go on, Leon. I was going to say, while this is happening, Leon, Leon knows what's about to happen. And. and she looks at Ari and says, Are you 100% sure about this, Ari? <laughs> Her hands are together. She's like, Are you sure about this? Ari, Ari takes the time to like look pensive, like look pensive, not be pensive, look pensive. <laughs> um, and just like look <laughs> thoughtful for Leon. <laughs> Um, what's your passive perception, Leon? My passive perception is 11. Uh, Ari, what's your passive deception? Um, Actually, performance. What's your performance? I'll tell you. Oh, Ari's got good performance. We talked about this. Yeah, I have plus three to performance, but just is it just charisma? Plus three is well above an 11. So, uh, no, mm-hmm. you genuinely believe that 
Ari is for once in their life having a thought. Little does she know. But fair enough. So I take the time to look pensive and then I go, I have every confidence that this will turn out well for everyone involved. Incas nods, like, just sort of, like, dropping all the gourds on the ground, and he's like, I'm real strong, lady. (laughs) Leon looks at Incas and says, I have every faith in you. And then turns back to Ari and says, I can, I could do a little bit of healing now. Just a little bit. And she's small. She's like, I just, just. If it does make you feel better, we do learn how to fall. So I shouldn't really get hurt. Like, actually taking Leon seriously. I'm like, don't ruin my fun just because you think I'm going to get hurt. Okay. At this point, Malius <laughs> just like and- nodding. <laughs> Malius and Maxilla arrive. Um, behind them, by about 20 feet, is Galen and B, And behind them, by about 5 feet, is Gris. Uh, y'all haven't launched yet, right? <laughs> Nope. Travis no. shakes his head and he's like, no, but I think it'd be fun to watch. Barry, Gris- I'm glad you made it. Gris from like, right. the back of the line is like, are you happy? Don't you do a damn thing yet? <laughs> All right, so Maxilla walks over to Ari <laughs> and kind of like puts a hand on their shoulder and is like, listen, I just need to, are you, I, you seem pretty sad on this, but I just need you to understand Dirt hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. I've had more than my fair share of falls, but I believe it'll be I'm worth it. I'm not gonna it. stop you. You seem you're an adult. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, I'm older than all of you, and somehow none of you care. <laughs> okay, has, has Grist finally reached like Ariadne and the crew? <laughs> yes, you are okay. slightly out of breath. Um, and as you, like, sort of catch your breath, Travis leans down and offers you a water skin, quietly. <laughs> Gris, like, takes it and, like, throws it back and hands it back to Travis. And I imagine she's, like, a little doubled over, like, staff in hand, and she's, like... I'm just reach- looking down, like, take your time. Reaches out and grabs Ariadne's arms and says, if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna put a spell on you first. And she's, like, cast resistance just in case. And then she's, like straightens herself up a little bit and she's like let's let them have their fun i go i i like i i take it like how i didn't even get to complain before she did it so i kneel back down and i go i didn't need that but i know where it comes from so i appreciate it and i promise you i'll be fine i'm a little i feel a little better now it's for me not you (laughs) fair enough be finally sees Ari getting put into this catapult Mm -hmm. and gets very excited and just kind of shouts from a distance. I think we're the furthest away and kind of goes, give him a show. Give him a show. Give him something worth watching for, baby. (laughs) Hearing B yell, um, Chet walks away from the wagon and approaches the group. And they sort of like look at the whole scenario and they go, Incas, tell me you ain't about to put that nice person there in that in the in the gourd launcher. I consented. Incas is like, Bara, stop being my bother. 
<laughs> he looks very proud of himself for a second before continuing. Oh, he laughs, laughs at that. And goes, they said it's fine. Maxilla said it's fine. And I'm assuming that means it's fine by you too, right? Right, Bo? Please? I I just, last year you got mad at me when I when I launched the gourd at Maxilla's head. So I thought maybe it'd be better <laughs> if we launched a person. We could put Maxilla out there to catch him. Chet's like, no, 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 no. I think Ari's got this. And she looks at Ari. Chet nods and is like, all right, well, if it makes Chaunty happy, who's to say? Incus, For all we um, know, it'll get a reaction out of her. Chet nods thoughtfully and is like, well, that would be the craziest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, I, I intervened. All right. Incus uh, walks up to you, Ari, and is like, all right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. So you see how it looks a little bit like a slingshot? Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna put the part on your lower back, and uh, I guess we could try to. No, we can't tie you in. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna pull back, and it's gonna send you flying because Love I'm that real for strong. me. Yeah, sounds All like right. a plan. Uh, Leon Malius is now standing next to you with her arms crossed, and she's like, "They are both very stupid." <laughs> Leon also has her arms crossed. <laughs> so they're both kind of just standing there, arms crossed. And Leon, Leon looks at Malleus and says, yes. Yes, they are. That's what I thought. And yet, there's <laughs> nothing we can do to stop them in this circumstance. So we're just going to hope that they're fine. And then if they're not, I'm just, we're just going to heal them. And then it'll be it'll be fine. It'll fi- it'll be fine. And Leon's like trying to convince herself that it's gonna be fine. Even if I don't hear it, I can like if I can see Leon like saying all this, probably imagining what she's saying. I'm just gonna go. And and even if I do get hurt, trust me, I won't feel it right now. And I like to look over at Travis and chuckle. Uh... Leon just shakes her head. Travis sort of twiddles his thumbs and is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Incus gets behind you and sort of lines you up in this slingshot and pulls you backwards. Uh, okay. And just before he lets go, he leans forward and he's like, please don't die because if you die, I get grounded and I hate being grounded. There's so little to do here to begin with. <laughs> I just I'll go through my sailor's drawers all day. It's boring. And um, pulls back and releases you. Okay. All of you are standing oh, no. there watching. Ari's body makes a perfect arc through the air. Travis lets out a low whistle, <laughs> sort of in the time of them falling. Love that. Ari, would you like to um, maybe cast Feather? Uh... Yeah, I, I I don't have to cast it, so I'm just going to use my reaction to, to do slow fall, reduce any damage I take by 45. So I'm going to... The reasoning is I'm going to try and land as I've been taught, which is like into a somersault and absorb the impacts and like end up on a like kneeled sort of superhero pose. That's That's the scene. 
All right. Oh, well, I'll be we're... darned. <laughs> Incas looks at you and he's like, "Are you proud of me, Maxilla? <laughs> proud?" I am kind of staring in disbelief. Like, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> it's just like I could have turned them into a bird. <laughs> I don't know how far I am, but after doing my like my my pose to look all cool, I'll like stand up and dust myself off and like. <laughs> Leon starts clapping, just yeah, like yeah, Rachel's clapping. Yeah, I think we're all clapping at this point. Chet is standing there clapping. Um, Malius is imitating however Leon is clapping, like trying nice. her best to come off as dainty as as Leon does. <laughs> Um, I'll um I'll do like some little bows like how I imagine like per- impersonating Leon just do like some bows or curtsies and then uh and start walking back just with a grin on their face just like best thing to happen today. <laughs> Chet looks to Maxilla and goes, "Well, if anything makes Shantae happy, I hope it's that." <laughs> oh, I think that was in the spirit of Shantae. I'm sure she felt that. <laughs> deep in our heart it was a lot more exciting than uh, when Inca shot that gourd at you last year <laughs> no resistance to that one <laughs> they laugh and um, start to walk off and then turn back around I just I want to thank you for your uh, all of y'all except for you Incas and Mavis <laughs> But y'all did a good job staying behind. I wanted to thank y'all for um, for your help. I'm sure. I mean, Cordea says it probably wasn't easy for you, Travis. So I want to thank you for that. Um, but I appreciate it. It really was nothing. Yeah, we just like... do what we need to do. We help our friends. We didn't do much. We just stuck around and supported the best we could. Thank you for having us. Oh, sometimes that that's all it takes, you know? <sighs> they like get a little bit of a wistful look in their eye and they're like, it was a little fun, you know, meeting the, the young orcs. <laughs> Remind me of Cordae when I first met her. Maybe we'll get a chance to meet some, some more young orcs in the future. <laughs> Well, you know, I've found that the best way to meet orcs is you don't gotta be scared of them. I I was never afraid afraid of her. Mixie, did I ever tell you about when when me and your mom met? Oh, you know I love to hear the story. They like get real wistful and they're like, <clears throat> "See, you might have noticed I I wasn't I wasn't afraid the other night." Well. You can say I ain't never been afraid of the right things. Maxilla, you think my, your friends mind if I, if I tell them this story? I just think it's nice. And with, you know, Shanti's festival, she got us a fertility. She given us four beautiful children. I just thought, you know, in her honor, I might as Maxilla, you, you don't think your friends are going to mind, do you? Leon says, oh, no, we want to hear it. Yeah, go on, go on. It's my favorite story. Well, any like, sort of. They, they sort of like pop their their overalls for a second. <clears throat> Back when I met Cordea, I think most people would have been scared of her. Downright petrified with that big scar and the war hammer straight to her back. But uh, from the day I met her, I thought she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. 
Okay, Axilla, of course, you grew up to be a beautiful woman just like your mom. Ain't that right, Travis? Travis, you better answer yes. I ain't even gonna look at you. If you didn't nod, I'm gonna be upset. Anyways, <laughs> I was in the city selling produce for the farm. I've been on the farm since I was a kid. I inherited it from from, from my folks back in the day. But uh, I remember I saw her and I was watching her from across the market just hoping to catch her eye. You know me, I'm real short and she's real tall and she just she could carry things real good. I thought she was just so beautiful. <clears throat> I fell head over heels for her before she even said one word to me. Young love's a little bit stupid. Or at least I was. She wasn't. Uh, I just prayed every day that she'd notice me. I started off praying to Shanti, but that's, that's not really Shanti's thing. So I went to the city of temples and prayed for the love gods to make her notice me. And I, I don't know if it worked or not, but she sure did. She told me I was downright handsome. So I started taking her all over the city. I wanted to show her all the things she missed. So I took her to the library and I taught her how to read. She was a little, real slow at it at first, but then she, uh, she learned how to read. We had to travel all the way to Freyland. You ever been to that library? It's huge. We I have, have actually. Oh. <laughs> we even napped in front of it once. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to imagine there's some good sunshine there for napping. Maxilla likes to nap. She's a little bit of a loke sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I, I would take her to the library and she would show me them books on, on Grumps to try to tell me, you know, why, why she felt the way she did. And, uh, We'd read them together, and they were written by the humans with long names, the scholars and the elves, who they like to look down their nose at, well, at people like Cordea. And she told me how those books were bullshit. <laughs> and I thought that was the most eloquent thing anyone had ever said, even surrounded by all those books on theology, about all them gods and stuff. I didn't care. I think that she... Her word to me was holy, so if she said it was bullshit, I believed her. And let me tell you, I believe her to this day. They, like, they, like, sort of stare off from the distance, and then they come back, and they're like, I had no idea what we were talking about before that. I'm sorry. Sometimes when I think about Cordae, my heart just goes all soft. And, uh, but I didn't mention this, but the reason Ma, uh, Ma chose to go on that first date is because Bob made her laugh for the first time since she left her clan. Well, it's true. I'm downright funny. <laughs> I think I'm Ma always mentions that part. <laughs> I have a sense of humor. I have a way about me. I've always been a little bit of a ladies' person myself, but <laughs> you know, uh, they like uh, look at they look at their nails for a second and they go, "I'm sorry, I didn't come over here to brag about my beautiful wife." Uh, why don't y'all get some rest before before we start the bonfire tonight? It's gonna be going for quite some time, and I'm sure Maxilla wants to teach you her favorite dances. I figure yeah. I'll have made it back by now, right? Yes, you've yeah. been, you heard most of that love story. Okay, good. I just wanted to take good notes. <laughs> Gris kind of, like, stretches out her back, and she's like, yeah, run in, run in over here. Uh, I, I could use a good lie down. Maybe a, a little bit of shut eye here or there. <laughs> I know we get up early. I'd like to apologize for that. The youngins don't know how to shut their faces sometimes. <laughs> Incas is like, 
It ain't my fault they're lazy. Um, I, I, I pipe up and I just go, well, I know at least Inkis has figured out one way to quiet up, and that is food and mouth. Seems pretty effective, if you ask me. Travis sort of nods and he's like, I can, I can make him some more bread. It was very easy. If Max Hill will read me the recipe again. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> um, Real yeah, quick, so. Of... Oh, no. oh, sorry. You go. Uh, before we head back, though, B, do you mind if I uh, show you those pies that we were talking about earlier? Oh. You know I love a good pie. Cool. Uh, I'd love to just uh, show you those pies. <laughs> Maxilla has other intentions. Um, <laughs> while they head off, Leon, uh, I think she'd keep pace with Chet. And uh, she says kind of as she's walking back to the house, uh, she says to them, so those books that you were talking about in the library of Freylin, do you often study the gods? Did you study the gods before? Oh, no, Cordea? I just... Cordea told me about God, what lives in her soul, and I thought that was an interesting story. And she told me about how they kind of feel like maybe they gotta heal things to make them be quiet, and I thought maybe we could find another way. And, uh... There were a lot of theories, but mostly they thought that uh, real powerful emotions help. So hate and anger, but also uh, not to be too cheesy or nothing, but they think love helps. I'm sure it does. And and Leon kind of looks pensively and says, Do you remember if any of those books said anything about the gods going quiet? I know it was a long time ago. I'd have to go back and read them, and let me tell you, I, I ain't got time for that. I gotta chase the, the triplets around, I gotta cook for Cordea, I gotta make fun of Maxilla's boyfriend. It's it's, it's a full-time job around here, around these parts. <laughs> Leon chuckles and says, uh, well, perhaps, we'll see. Maybe I'll have time at some point. We also know the librarian there. Um, I imagine Gris is probably not far away. <laughs> yeah, you're you're about five feet behind them as a safari. A wonderful librarian with mushroom tea. <laughs> this is true. Um, and I'm sure Mia he kind of shakes her head and. Oh no, you go. No, it's okay. You go. I was you just go. gonna say. Um, uh, and I'm sure uh, he Valdethas would uh, probably have some more information, but I, I don't know how helpful it would be, um, considering it seemed pretty novel, not that I was eavesdropping or anything, um, when my elders were talking about it. Uh, it's just, I think it's quite new, but if anyone's going to know something about it, it might be them. It would probably be Valdithus. And then Leon looks to Chet and says... The harvest. Are are you all gonna be okay? Oh, we'll be fine. You, you know, very did you valid. harvest enough? Oh yeah, you know, very valid. We uh, okay. we are known for being plentiful. We're the most fertile valley around these parts. So uh, it's not a great harvest, but we'll supplement. We got enough food, and 
We'll make sure the whole town's fed. We, we always do. You know, that's the nice thing about having big, strong kids is they can carry a lot of grain out to a lot of people in a very short time. Okay, good. Hopefully um, the cart we built will also help with that. I hope. Oh, sure, but you got to punish Incas somehow, and making them carry things <laughs> is usually pretty good. Tires them out, keeps them asleep longer. Mm -hmm. Hardly labor is a sedative. Um, I'm sure it's effective. Oh, Ari yeah. just says chuckling. I, uh, I do got to get back to that hayride, though, so why don't y'all nice people go to sleep? Meanwhile... Apparently, B and Max Hill are having a conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, I guess uh, some, I, I, two things Max Hill wants to do, and I don't know if we have, like, I don't want to, like, take this too much time, but there is, and this could be, like, a really quick thing, there is a pie-eating competition, but th that could just be a segue, because just Max Hill really wants to talk to me really quickly about something. She should probably talk to Max to to B. B can eat pies while everyone else naps if she wants to. Galen can go. cheer her on if he wants to. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Maxilla takes her out to the. Um, I don't know. Do you know. Let's just. Maxilla, we both know you don't want to eat pies. What do you want to tell me? <sighs> well, B, I, you can always see right through me. Uh. <laughs> uh I know you you kind of mentioned it earlier this morning but I and you know we all heard it but Travis said he loved me uh two days ago very loudly yes and I mm -hmm. didn't say it back ah uh, yes very loudly yes <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't mean any, I don't mean Travis any harm, and I, I really care about him, I really do, but this is the first time I've ever been in a relationship, and I don't know, and I love love, I do, I love my family more than I love anything, and, but, I just, I was so scared about falling, like, too fast, and then he said it first, and I don't know, I'm not like you, I don't know how to flirt, I don't know how to do nothing. I don't know how to do relationships. <laughs> and I just, I think I need help. <laughs> uh, B giggles for a little bit. <laughs> and V kind of looks at Maxilla and um, kind of says, No, also told me I love you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, ain't we? Hmm. You know, a venturin was a lot easier. Venturin's a lot easier, <laughs> and we have history with Travis, and I've we've gotten to know him pretty well over all this. And like, I think Travis has told you how he feels. Do you know how you feel? I think I do. Do you want to let him know that? Yeah, I do. I, sorry, I think I was just panicking. And I think I, we were just, it was such a weird time for it to happen. I didn't, I didn't have time to th think about it. <laughs> I was so worried about my bond and and I think I just, 
it really I didn't even it didn't even hit me until he <laughs> walked away. I think now you only get to worry about Travis though if you want to. True. All right. I would tell him how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to bring a pie back? We can say we ate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Travis and Galen are apparently still standing together because I don't think he went in the house. (laughs) Travis looks down at Galen and goes, So, uh, these a lot, huh? Yeah. Um, she can be, but, um, I find that's part of her charm. You know, she's, it's all fun and games but it's it's great (laughs) and Galen sort of like shyly like rubs his neck and he blushes he starts to like blush blue a little bit (laughs) Travis nods thoughtfully and goes you know I've threatened you a lot but um I just I need you to know if you break these heart Maxilla will be the one to kill you (laughs) <laughs> sort of like swallows again, and starts to I feel sweat. Like maybe there's an again in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Yaling gets nervous and um, he he looks Travis like directly in the eye, like crack like cranks his neck up and <laughs> um, just very sternly just goes, "I have no intention of doing that." Okay. Travis then uh, turns and heads back towards the house. Galen just like puts his hands on his knees <laughs> and starts wheezing. It's like, <laughs> oh my god. And he's just thinking to himself, he's so scary up close. <laughs> and he starts like oh breathing god. heavily. And he looks around and then he just starts walking back towards the house making sure that he's alone. <laughs> all right, so you all head back towards the house. You all lie down or read. Um Leon Malius actually presents you with a book and proudly tells you that she took it from Maxilla a few months ago and when Maxilla found out she actually just told her to keep it. So it's hers now. So it's fine. Um <laughs> the rest of you sort of either lie down or meditate, whatever best best fits yourself. The sun sets, and uh, you all get up. Um, the sky is orange and red and yellow, and the bonfire in the center of the clearing crackles to life. A band, led by a bard with a twangy but pleasing voice, begins to play. You watch as the townspeople begin to gather into what appear to be lines, Beginning dances that seem simple and coordinated, but grow more complicated as they continue. Maxilla watches them with a broad smile on her face. <laughs> Leon watches with a look of shock and horror. All right, I think, and says, already. "This is different. This is alliance. What?" <laughs> and she looks at Maxilla. All right, let me tell you all the trick to line dancing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, don't you don't need do to it. know the dances. 
You just got to look at the feet in front of you. That's how everybody learns. We all, it, it gets passed down feet by feet. <laughs> and don't worry about looking dumb because everybody's just worried about themselves more than they're worried about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never do. It's, I just take it for granted that I will be. It's just a count of four. All you gotta do is shuffle to the right, shuffle to the left, do some kicks when you see doing kicks, and then you kick and then you shuffle. Uh, and then do you do you twist to get to Count out loop. loud. Sometimes I do, because I can't keep straight. Understood. <laughs> but, oh, oh, and feel free to put in a clap anytime your heart sings it. <laughs> it's usually on, like, the fourth beat, or when you're done with the move, you clap, and then you shuffle to the next left side. Oh. It's great camaraderie. Leon kind of, like, shuffles her hands around and is like, so what you're telling me is there's no organization. Absolutely not, except that we got lines. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes people just kind of mm-hmm. shuffle in whenever they want. You do have to kind of follow where people are turning. Otherwise, you will get stepped on. I have accidentally stepped on people. <laughs> How do you know when to turn? Well, it's usually on the last beat. and then Good you question, kinda... Gris. Well, like I said, you follow the feet in front of you. When they turn, you turn. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hey, oh, everybody, okay. watch me. I promise. Okay. Fair enough. Ari's looking like, like serious and just like <laughs> intensely like absorbing as much information. Just like I am going to crush You're this. Like a coach, like talking to a football team. <laughs> Travis is like. Leon kind of says under her breath. Does Maxim know she's not really teaching us right now? Does she think this is teaching? Uh I don't think Maxim can. We've done more with less information. You're not wrong, Ari. I'm sorry, do y'all want a prophecy? The line dance? <laughs> well, I'm more of a visual learner, Maxilla. All right, well then get on the dance floor. I need I need some feet to follow, Maxilla. All right. Like you said. All right, let's get... Then what are we waiting for? <laughs> Listen, the fiddles are calling. Let's get on that dance floor. <laughs> all right, so you all uh, sort of step towards the bonfire. Um... Ari, Travis leans down to you and goes, girls like it when you show an interest in their interest, right? (laughs) (laughs) Very much so, yes. All right, then I guess I'm doing this too. You all sort of get in line. Maxilla leads, followed by B. Gris, who has trouble seeing other people. Well, she's used to seeing people's feet, but there's a lot of people look through. Um, The rest of you sort of go in height order with Ari and then Leon and then Galen and Travis in the back. I'm going to need everyone to roll an athletics check, please. Roll for you, Thank you. Oh, my hey Jenny, can I get advantage because Maxilla like knows this roll. dance? I can't roll yours. You don't have to roll, Maxilla. I'm not Woo! Oh, sweet. Oh, Chris, I saw that. Yeah, it's an eight. <laughs> oh. Nine plus negative one. Jenny, I uh I rolled a 13. Can I also roll a performance? So like what what, what Leon lacks enough. in skill? Cool. Okay. Uh, but Leon, you should know I rolled a twenty-five, a nat twenty plus five. Twenty. All right. Fuck yeah. Galen, what did you roll? An eleven. B, what did you roll? I rolled a sixteen. Can I? All right. So, Chris, Stevie Nicks dances instead. I was gonna crush it. You start to dance. Um, Maxilla leading the way. 
Ari and Travis, who rolled a 19, both seem to pick it up rather quickly, uh, following Maxilla's steps nearly perfectly. Ari, uh, you even managed to throw in a few claps, as Maxilla suggested, and she beams at you like you're doing it at the right time. Yes. Uh, B, you do fairly well. Um, it's a little less graceful than most dances you're used to. Uh, Leon, you do not quite as well as B, but she's doing a lot of like sensual hip movements that you think maybe aren't the correct move, though you would appreciate them <laughs> in another context. Right. Galen, uh, you're struggling. Oh. Every time you move to step somewhere, you find that Travis is already there and sort of find yourself floundering a little bit. But luckily... Uh, B's back is to you, so you're not too embarrassed. Gris, you're having a hard time. You keep tripping over your feet, and you wind up just sort of spinning in a circle with your arms out, the way you would dance in the forest instead. <laughs> um, but Maxilla smiles at you as if this is correct, nonetheless. Oh. She seems just happy that, that you're all trying. Um, you all dance. A couple of rounds. You get a little bit better as time goes on. Ari, you feel as though maybe your real life's calling is to live on a farm with a beautiful, strong orc woman. <laughs> I mean, she already has one spouse. She could always have another. Um, Maxilla sees Ari's moves and is like, whoa, I didn't even know you could line dance like that. And like starts copying like Ari's moves. Like, I gotta learn. I gotta learn. <laughs> Ari's just vibing so hard. Like, uh, this is... I have my purpose, I guess. It's <laughs> like... The night goes on. The stars begin to emerge as the sky goes from deep reds and oranges of sunset to the inky indigo of, of night. Um, the constellations glimmer above you, twinkling, and the band begins to play a new melody. Gentle and longing, the lyrics sweet and loving. Um, the townspeople begin to couple up around you, dancing together in a slow, swaying motion in pairs. Incus approaches Leon. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey there, pretty lady. Do you want to dance with me? Leon opens her mouth. And looks at Ari, presumably across the field, and then casts message, <laughs> and is like, "Ari, can you please save me from the child?" <laughs> Ari hears uh, hears the voice and just like swivels their head to find Leon in the crowd across, um, and just like chuckles, just like chuckles back, and that that's it. Before. Um, like just zooming real uh, uh, before sighing, like just exasperatedly, and then zooming, like act, like actually, like dash across. So I'm brought, like instant, suddenly, instantly next to her. As Ari appears, Leon <laughs> motions to Ari and says, "I'm so sorry, Incas. Ari Ari asked me to dance <laughs> like an hour ago, right, Ari?" That I did. Leon just Le yeah. That I did, Leon. <laughs> and Leon I'm sorry. I, I, like, I'm sorry, Incas. <laughs> That's all right. Maxilla <laughs> said she's too old for me, anyways. But you know, <clears throat> you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's an idiom. Ba taught me that. 
<laughs> this is true. <laughs> I encourage you to find... Yeah, I'm sure you'll find someone else to dance with. And then I presume Ari and Leon go to yeah. dance so that Incas doesn't show up again and like, well, why aren't you dancing? I'll I'll lean into Leon, uh, like like tiptoe up to her ear and be like, you owe me you owe me one. Can <laughs> <laughs> be cashed in at like, a moment yeah, of my convenience. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. So. Uh... Galen, B, Maxilla, Gris, and Travis, you are watching everyone dance, including your companions, Leon and Ari, who look a little awkward, but um, it seems like both of them have actually danced before. Gris just, like, B. smiles. Oh. <laughs> That's just... all. <coughs> That's all she does. <laughs> so she coughs passive-aggressively. Is this in the direction of anyone? Um, not this time, but she will <laughs> cough again and sigh deeper. And this time she will look at Kaylin. <laughs> because the first time did not catch anybody's attention, apparently. Well, as B was coughing, Galen was already on the move. Like, I I know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> and he, he walks... He like turns to be and does sort of like a like a kind of graceful bow and is like, My lady B, would you like to dance? I thought you would never ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And she <laughs> gracefully <laughs> takes his hand and before uh, anything happens, she kind of like looks back to Maxine and goes, <laughs> Wait, what and she she kind what of she kind of like makes a face, kind of hiding her face from Galen, and kind of points at him a little bit and goes, "Look what I got!" <laughs> Before she is swept Maxine, away, like, gives me a thumbs up as he walks away. <laughs> uh, Galen and B sort of take a spot of about a few paces away from Leon and Ari and start to dance, and it's a lot less awkward. Um, a lot more romantic, very sweet. Um, Maxilla, are you watching your friend dance? Yeah, Maxilla's uh, kind of, I think, maybe nervous, obviously nervous, um, but is also kind of like staring off a bee and, uh, and, all, and her friends and her friends, but mostly just being, just being like happy uh and feeling a little sense of longing uh staring at all of them dance and just actually just being happy because this is the first time i think she's also reflecting that this is the first harvest festival she's had friends to celebrate with and she's just happy to see her friends have joy is, um is gris near maxilla yes is travis near us yes he is gris is gonna like while Maxilla's having her moment, kind of like slide on over to Travis a little bit down at like knee height and just kind of <laughs> give him like a little a little elbow poke and say, Travis <laughs> looks down at you when you poke him. Travis. Hey, Travis. Mm. Maxilla looks like she could use a dance partner. Chris. 
I was yeah. already going to ask her. I'm just giving you that, that little nudge. I figured you were. I'm just supporting. He leans down and pats your head and then um, steps up to Maxilla. So he's standing alongside her and um, looks down at her and without saying anything, holds out a hand. At him and smiles and uh, takes the hand. And then lets him, lets him uh, lead her to the dance floor. <laughs> don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> Travis uh, starts to dance with you. Y'all are about, you guys are also a few paces away from, from Galen and, and, Leo, and Leon and B and Ari. Uh, Maxilla has been looking around. Like, she sees, she looks at the fire, and then she looks at uh, Ari and Leon, and then she looks at B and Galen, and she looks at Travis uh, and as they sway back and forth. Uh, and Maxilla asks, Travis, I don't know if you've ever told me, but how do you keep Grumsh's Thrall away. Uh, um, well, I mean, I used to kill a lot of people. <laughs> uh, I like to cook. I like to break up bar fights, and, um, I like to have a friend throw bags of flour at me, and I catch them and I stack them. Maxilla stack a, a lot of flour. Chuckles at that. <laughs> uh, she's like, "You're always a hard worker, and I really admire that. And I, ever since we met, I've seen how dedicated you are, and I, and how caring you are too. And I think that really drew me to you the first time we met. Uh." And you heard my Ba's story about how uh, my Ba met Ma in the city uh, and how they found love. And that's how they uh, resisted the thrall. And I was always taught that. I've always had love in my heart. And that's how I resist Grumsh and how I and, uh, can ignore the call and focus on my feelings and I love love and I love my family. And I think over the last couple months as we've gotten to know each other, I've found that I think of you too when I'm thinking about resisting the thrall of Grumsh, even though we haven't heard him in a while, I was having that feeling. And I just, I'm sorry I couldn't say it before, but I love you, Travis. And I'm just so happy I met you. Um, Travis smiles at you, and uh, he kind of like presses his forehead down to yours, and he goes, "Well, you know, I lo I love you too, Maxilla. And um, if you want to teach me, I think loving people would be a lot better than um throwing flour around." <laughs> 
Could we uh, hear that? Absolutely not. This is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe. Maybe. Maybe be heard. Maybe if she's being nosy, but probably not. Okay. Uh, but Maxilla just says like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to experience love with you, Travis. And I want to keep learning how to love you." And then she kisses him. Oh, Travis kisses you back. <laughs> Orcs in love. <laughs> and then he pulls away and he looks down at you and he says when Ba said that he saw your mother for the first time and he thought they, they thought immediately that um, she was the most beautiful woman they'd ever seen that's how I felt about you I just thought you should know oh my god oh my god you all slow dance for a little while longer. Can can um, Chris like come wait. in and dance by herself? But like yes. next to say, you? can I can be while in the middle of a slow dance, kind of look at uh, Incas and kind of go, oh, I think there's a pretty little lady over there waiting for a dance. Incas rolls his eyes and goes, yeah, but. She's Stapy's friend, and Stapy's has been hiding over there waiting to ask her if she wanted to dance with her. And <laughs> Stapy sort of appears next to you, Gris, and goes, Incus is me. Do you want to dance with me? Like, obviously not like Maxwell and Travis are dancing together. I just... Gris, Gris like, just grabs <laughs> grabs Stapy's arms and, like, runs over <laughs> next to, like, Leon and Ariadne and says, Absolutely! <laughs> so... Stapy starts to like do that thing where you're both holding hands and you sort of spin around in a circle, but because you are so much smaller than her, you your feet actually lift off the ground and she sort of like swings you around. <laughs> Chris probably loves it, no. honestly. He's like, yes, <laughs> we're going. Um, there's a few more slow songs. Um, Ari and Leon dance to them still fairly awkwardly. Leon even um. Tries to teach Arya waltz before realizing that they already know it, probably from years of of being around. Um, B and Galen dance together, and and Maxilla and Travis um, continue their their quiet conversation. Um, the song's slow, sweet melody fades into what sounds like the gentle murmur of a prayer to the goddess of the harvest as the as the night wears on, um, Shanti's faithful close their eyes and lower their faces to the ground and um, all speak in gentle unison. Um, the words, though unfamiliar to most of you, carry the weight you can sense of previous prayers that have gone unanswered. The bonfire in the center of the clearing crackles, a log snapping in half, and a shower of sparks is sent upwards towards the silent heavens. We will be back next week. Mm -hmm.